Okay, well, how do you how are you feeling? You feeling warmed up, ready to rock? Um, I really don't prepare for a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's actually I think that's actually better to come in, you know, not necessarily blind, but you can only see so far ahead of yourself cuz you didn't really take the time to prepare anything. Like a, a prepared statement versus something off the cuff. It'll just, yeah, I'm better just... <laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> yep, might hear some weird shit, but hey, that's fine. That's kind of the point, though, isn't it? Right, yeah. All right, uh, I've been recording for a little bit now, uh, pretty much since you okay. jumped on, just to let you know. Okay. So, like, we were, yeah, a little bit of ad hoc okay, there, then. but that's, that's going to be more like if we need something to intro ourselves with i'm not really sure how do we want to do this like welcome to the fucking restaurant we're about to serve up some hard shell tacos <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right there it is i like this <laughs> yeah that's what that's what we're about to do okay i hope you I like got that. my mic set up here we're good you better want that that salsa fucking extra spicy because that's what you're gonna get whether you like that's it or fine not by me <laughs> all right cool so let's get uh, some quick intros. This is Hard Shell Tacos. Uh, my name is Leo. You may know me from other shows on the Lux Media Network, uh, B-Sides Boxing, Ultimate Fucking Casual. But I've been wanting to branch out for a minute, so I'm really glad that my cousin, Liliana here, decided to join me in uh, in the kitchen, we'll say. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lily. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. Uh... <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. That's a uh, episode one rust, so to I guess. Like we'll 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 shake that shit off as time goes on. Um, I agree. So the premise of Hard Shell Tacos. Lily and I obviously grew up together. Well, I don't know if that's obvious or not, but um, we grew up together, <laughs> <laughs> and they're in a Mexican household. Um, our parents are immigrants. We were born here. We've always been kind of different. Like, not necessarily yeah. Mexican enough, if that makes sense. So, it has some benefits, but it also comes with a lot of drawbacks. And that's kind of what we're going to break into. Is like, I am more than certain that there's a lot of other Chicano kids that didn't quite fit in. They weren't Mexican enough for the Mexicans. They weren't American enough for the Americans. I'm more than certain that there's plenty of you out there. Uh, so, we're just going to go through some... Like, my outline today is I have from uh, the subreddit, uh, Am I the Asshole? I picked up uh, three that I thought would make for interesting conversation. And I have um, these card games. I'm a complete fucking sucker, and they're on Instagram. And they give you ads, and they're, the basis of them is to generate conversation in a group of people that you may or may not necessarily know. Um, so we'll go through some difficult ones in the middle, and then we're going to taper off kind of lightly so that we don't we're not super triggered going to bed. <laughs> All right, so uh, housekeeping shit, threads. I refuse to use Twitter, so you can find me on threads, LBX Media Net. That's where you can find me on everything. And WhatsApp, I have WhatsApp listed, but I ended. I built it out further. You can text. The number off the top is a eight three three five eight nine seven six three seven. 833 Lux Pods. You can text about any show you want from wherever you want. Just originally had set it up and uh, only WhatsApp had worked. But we got that shit working now. So let's get started on the Am I the Asshole? <clears throat> <Sounds> good. <clears throat> okay, so the first one is 
I have a sister that's six years older than me. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Sorry, sister doesn't feel like going out. I'm graduating from school. Sorry, sister had a bad day or had a bad day at work and so we're not going out. They've missed major milestones and smaller events in my life because of her meltdowns. I met the love of my life and decided to tie the knot. From the beginning, I told my parents how I'm worried that sister's going to ruin the situation. She's going to ruin my special moment. And mom assured me over and over that it would not happen. The day of the wedding, I get a voicemail from my mother saying that she wasn't coming because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. But my best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone and then he went to my fiance, soon to be wife, and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift on uh, social media. She loved the idea. I had no idea what they were going to do. So our honeymoon was at a lakeside cabin with no cell service. The post caption said, This is my best friend. He's the most amazing person, even if his parents never show up for him. And the video was uh, pictures of the, of the couple, bride and groom. And in all of the places where her parents are, it's really obvious that his parents are not. And then, but over the, like the slideshow is the voicemail from mom saying that sister's dog is sick, so we're not coming. Yeah, this is a little longer than I thought it would be on when I'm reading it. So I come home and hundreds and hundreds of messages pouring in from all sides of the family saying, take the video down. And that uh, sister is like bawling her eyes out and dad, mom, both pleading. He doesn't take any calls until his vacation time ends and he's about to go back to work. So dad is saying, it was just a bad night and we'll make it up to you. My reply was, how do you plan to make up my wedding? It's a once in a lifetime thing. You're completely ignoring how I feel about this. And they kind of went back and forth. So the original poster wants to know if they're the asshole. They have not taken down the video. What do you think? Um, I'm, a, I'm gonna say they're not the asshole. Their family is for not showing up for him and choosing the sister and her dog or whatever every time and putting him just you know on the back burner so he's not an asshole <laughs> yeah i agree with you completely what struck me about this story in particular was the always being pushed aside for someone else mm -hmm. i kind of felt that you might be able to relate to that a bit as well so one thousand percent yeah that's why i picked it like it's that is just incredibly fucked up of your parents yep. to skip your wedding. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious, I cannot believe that. Um, me being me, I would have piled on and made it worse. That's just how I, yeah, but that's I, how I get down. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have went off on my family if they did that to me and just cut off all ties completely because uh, it's not worth having anyone in your life, family or not, that's gonna just treat you, you know? Like you don't exist, kinda. Or that you're always second, like you're second best, and oh well, yeah. like we'll we'll make it up to you, and they never fucking mm -hmm. do. Is yep. It's just the fucking empty platitude. The shit's tiring, mm -hmm. and that's I think that's what makes these taco shells so crispy, is that we're like <laughs> we're being cooked in American oil. That is to say, yep. I I don't give a shit if you're a relative or not. If you're mm -hmm. being an asshole to me, if you like, if my parents were to skip my wedding, I wouldn't talk to them anymore. I already don't, but. Well, I'm, I can't say I don't talk to my parents, but I don't live in the same state. 
date them anymore, but it's not just particularly my parents. It's other members of the family that I choose to just keep as much distance as I can for my personal well-being and sanity. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that American cooking. Yep. All right, let's get to the next one. Um, this is also a li- little longer than I meant meant it to be. The original posters, a 39-year-old woman married with kids, family of four, they order Chinese food, and they are, somebody asks where the dog is, or the cat, excuse me, and the boy shouts, make sure to hide the cat from the Chinese guy, just as mom is opening the door to a Chinese man delivering the food, and he was obviously upset about it. I told my son that racist jokes were completely unacceptable and very wrong, and he refused to admit that he was in the wrong. Later in the night, I forced my son to write a sincere apology letter to the driver. The driver had the name on the receipt, and a one-page paper on Chinese culture, and another page on why racism is perpetuated by jokes and stereotypes. So they take it, the driver was really grateful. He, he explains to the boy, like, this shit happens to me all the time. And this is the first time anybody's ever apologized for it. So the night they go to the driver's restaurant, the husband says that was excessive. That he was embarrassing the son and that the punishment didn't fit the crime, is the quote that the that mom put into the post here. She says to husband that it was much more embarrassing to have to face the driver and the driver having to face that kind of racism and her opening the door to her son saying shit like that and that she was just she was embarrassed as well so husband says it's just a joke and it's not that big of a deal i'm starting to think i may have overreacted but i think it's important to help my son understand how what he said is wrong and how it hurts people so what do you think is she the asshole um i don't know i would say no but I'm kind of like siding a little bit with the husband as far as it being too excessive, but based on how I was disciplined as a kid, that's just fine by me with what the mom did. So um, that would be standard fare for you as far as what you yes. have to deal with. If I had said some shit like that, I probably, like other people that were there would probably have joined in and made other jokes mm-hmm. too. Well, yeah. It's unfortunate how I something that I notice among like Mexican immigrants, Mexican Americans, Chicanos, whatever you want to call it, is the complaint, the constant complaint of having to deal with with racism and then turning around and being extremely fucking racist. Yeah, uh, I I completely admit that I was like that. I was absolutely like that. That's embarrassing to think about. Yeah, same. And my parents are like that still to this day and they're a you know interracial couple (laughs) interracial kids so i'm like make that make sense to me how is it that you an interracial couple are going to be racist with like that shit doesn't add up to me when it comes to my parents because i'm like you guys are a mixed race couple so i don't get people who are racist that are like that or anyone in general i'm i don't condone it i hate it but we did grow up around a lot of jokes that we're not good. Yeah, like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's just a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's not that people are, like, some... And another thing that really bothers me about this, particularly about older people, is the, oh, everyone's getting too sensitive. Snowflakes and all that, you know, that type of shit. 
It's like nobody. Yeah, yeah. It's not that people are suddenly becoming bothered by these things. We've always been fucking bothered by that shit. I say mm-hmm. we as the people who are like the target of those kinds of jokes. We've always been bothered yeah. by it. We just never said anything. That was it. Yeah. Like the shit's not has never been cool. And I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say that being me, I'm half white i don't look like anyone are mexican you know on our your dad my mom's side of the family so it's weird talking about racist jokes and stuff like that i kind of experienced it kind of differently it's just weird for me to explain because yes the color of my skin is white but i grew up predominantly with our you know hispanic mexican heritage so like my stuff would be like people ask me like oh well you don't look mexican you know oh say something in spanish or you know having to prove it some right. way that i am um i still get it to this day like every time i go visit my parents and i go anywhere with my mom you know i don't look like her at all so um we always get weird looks to this day and especially when i start talking spanish i still get it's just weird how we haven't evolved <laughs> as people that yeah. like not all uh latinos are brown you know we come in all different <laughs> colors and shapes what have you and it just it's something that still to this day just gets under my skin <laughs> and i i can't i can't handle it like you said earlier it's like we're never you know american enough we're never mexican enough um shit this one's kind of long though this is the last one for the dilemmas Okay. My son had a long-distance girlfriend recently for about two years. She was great, really nice, everyone liked her. She would constantly come to visit him, like, at least once a month, but he never went to go see her. I don't think it specifies who, what perspective this is, but I tried to talk to him about it uh, several times and he, that he should really think about going to go visit her as well instead of expecting her to do all the work, and he said no. Okay, so this is dad. Uh, my wife probably had something to do with it. She constantly told him she was afraid of him flying. So I talked to them both and said that this is a great lady, great girl for him, and she's willing to move from her country to theirs, but said that one condition was that he'd have to go visit her at least once, which is fair. And I agree with with dad here. And he said no. He didn't want to fly or didn't want to travel at all. He's becoming lazier and lazier, eventually telling his girlfriend and us that he was perfectly fine never traveling anywhere, including for holidays. So last week, he told us that she dumped him. I went to her Facebook page, since we're still friends, and she wrote us an apology about how she's upset it didn't work out, but these things happen, so I guess they're kind of friendly still. And she's already with another guy. Wife and I have no doubt that she was starting to see him while in a relationship with my son. I confess to mom and son that I agree with long distance girl's decision to break up and that he should have seen this coming. There, everyone's like bickering back and forth. Wife and son are very upset that I said this. They're very upset. Wife says I'm being horrible, but I stand by what I said. You think dad's an asshole here? Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're not willing to like do your part in the relationship, even seeing the girl once, then you know, you yeah, you deserve to get broken up with so that she can find someone better. Like, what did you expect, buddy? Yeah. What did you really expect? I've been in a long-distance relationship once. It's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Really, really hard to maintain that. And yeah. obviously, homegirl was putting in the work, but old boy was not. That's, yep, sorry. That's like She started seeing the writing on the wall. 
a long time ago mm-hmm. and she started she met someone else sucks to be you maybe try not being a dickhead next time that's true yeah it's like put in your effort too don't just expect yeah. everything you know to be one-sided and you just reap the benefits you know i wonder <laughs> what kind of what country this is or like what culture this is because like the boy yeah. being yeah, pampered little too. prince kind of thing Ugh, it reeks with latino but i'm not entirely certain i know <laughs> It just reeks with it. Typical. Yep. Yep. (sighs) And mom being afraid of him flying. That's bullshit. That's I don't believe that for a second. It's like cut the it's like cut the cord already, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, uh, I will say I did one of my last relationships was with a guy like that who's like a mama's boy. He didn't want to move out, didn't want to do this and that because of his mom. And I'm like, I can't do this. (laughs) What? Something needs to give here. What was he expecting when the relationship starts taking its course and, you know, kind of... I had to give an... Ultimatum? Yep. And um, then I ended up getting, like, shit on by the entire family for making him move in with me. (laughs) But whatever. That's long and done. And I'm glad I ended that one. You know, that's actually a good segue. Our first question here is from the game Icebreaker. The specific pack is life lessons. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah, I told you. I told you. You you wanted to get into it. We are now in the find out phase of fucking around. We're in the find out phase. (laughs) Oh, goodness. There's so much I could tell my younger self. But if anything, if I could give myself one piece of advice, is don't let people tear you down. Uh, don't listen to what others have to say about you. Do what you want to do, whether it's something your family agrees with or not. Be yourself. Because one of the things that I've recently started discovering about myself is that I am someone who heavily masks around other people. What do you mean by that? I mean, so obviously, you know, I ha- there's a lot of trauma. There is a, a ton of abuse, you know, any and every kind that you can think of. <laughs> oh, man, uh, me too. You and I were always different than everyone else on that side of the family. And I get, well, on both sides, but majority your mom, your dad and my mom's side. We were treated differently because we were different and we were kind of outcasted. We were made fun of. So something that I now realize that I did a lot as a kid up until now and I still do it and it's something I'm trying to break away from is that I mask. I don't ever feel like I can be myself whenever I go visit our family with the exception of my dad. Like my dad's the only one that I'm okay around, you know. He's my safety net, yeah. my best friend, everything. So he gets to see the real me is because he never really shut me down. But as a young kid, I just always remembered anytime I would try to like express myself, I would get shut down, made fun of. I'm not going to name names, but a big chunk of that side did that to me. And it still kind of happens. My light was just turned off at a very young age. So um, in order to protect myself and to kind of be accepted i masked and i still do it i'm trying to break out of that but it's just a trigger because immediately you'll get gaslit you know if you're any different hence why i don't live in the same state anymore i kind of figured that was very short a lot of people will say it isn't my mom's fault she's part of the reason but it's Okay, so let's get pivot back here real quick. 
So ba okay, with no, 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 it's it's completely fine. Um, this is actually what I was hoping would happen, that we wouldn't have to rely on the prompts too much. Yeah. So, would would the piece of advice that you give to your younger self is to be your genuine self, unapologetically no genuine? Yes. That's good. Yes, that's 100%. really good. What about you? Oh man, that's such a good one that I want to take it, but I'll I'm gonna try to give something different. And the okay. the advice I'd give to my younger self is it's twofold. So a, don't be afraid to ask for help even for the extremely oh, yeah. difficult shit that you have in your head and your heart. Mm -hmm. At the same time, be cautious because not everybody has your best interests at heart. That 100%. I had to, I had to learn that the hard way with so, Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be what I tell I myself. <laughs> I, as far as like being unapologetically myself though, in that regard, that was why I joined the military. I needed to leave. I needed to figure out who I am as best yeah. I could and that seemed like the best yeah. idea yeah that's why I moved is yeah. because I wanted to be myself without you know getting shit on every day for <laughs> it <laughs> yeah I know exactly <laughs> what you mean alright what are you still unlearning is it the masking thing or do we do you want to give um, another a, one for that a, I mean well so with me not the abuse did not just come from family members it also happened with the previous relationship that I was in um, I was with a narcissist oh, an abusive no. narcissist so I'm trying to unlearn all my, all my trauma responses and triggers and you yeah. know things like that and not oh. masking there's just there's a lot to I, I know that my like healing journey isn't going to be an overnight thing or a year you know it's going to take time Yeah. Um, because there's still stuff that's happening that <clears throat> is still causing me more trauma um, so I'm just kind of, yeah, trying to heal through all of it. I really want to learn to not get triggered all the time, you know, to not let that actually affect me, whatever it is that's happening. And yeah, just unlearning all of the defense mechanisms I've had to learn and all of that. But I, I know I've got a long journey ahead of myself. I think, um, like defense mechanism, survival mechanism, uh, like trauma safeguards or responses mm -hmm. so those are a really good encapsulation of a lot of things like so in the in the sense of like that broad umbrella term yes i could say the same thing but to try to give mm -hmm. it a little bit more detail i would say that i'm unlearning my perceived worthlessness i could probably chime in on that one too <laughs> I mean, when you're told all the time how shitty you are, like in just all kinds mm -hmm. of different varieties of very and colorful words. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worthless. Same. You're never going to fucking amount to anything. Damn, mm -hmm. at I some mean, point you just I've, start uh, believing it. That was expected out of me throughout our whole childhood. So, one of the things that came out of that for me is that I love proving people wrong. <laughs> I, I don't want to give people the satisfaction of seeing me fail, you know. I yeah. will not let it happen, no matter what. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's something that I do. But that's also something I'm trying to unlearn, you know, because I do get into those negative thoughts if one little thing wrong is off balance, you know, at work or in my personal life. I will just beat myself up the entire day and just, yeah. you know, put myself down. And um, I'm trying to 
unlearn that as well, like you. You, um, <laughs> you just said something, and I'm trying to. It made me think of something I completely forgot. You like people to prove people wrong? Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Um, <laughs> the about that being good or bad. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of a problem with being now I can get stubborn at times where if I'm dealing with a problem typically at work like if I'm struggling with something Mm -hmm. like I refuse to ask anybody for help it's getting to the point where it's problematic where like at some point you need to stop spinning your wheels on something and maybe try to get some perspective I'm like that too in every aspect of my life (laughs) I'm, I'm very stubborn now too I guess that's my way of setting a boundary with people is like I'm stubborn I'm not gonna I'm gonna do it my way uh, yeah and I'm not gonna listen to your bullshit if you have something to say about yeah. it it's, yeah it's that's di- pretty much where I'm at now <laughs> these are good questions <laughs> yeah I'm telling you these these card games are fucking legit alright mm-hmm. let's move on to this one. Oh, so the previous one was from it's a game called unpack that and the pack was reflections okay or self reflections okay. um, this one is the delve deck Level four. This, these are the hardest questions. There's a lot more in there that I thought might be too heavy to just to start things off. So, what do people wrongly assume about you? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a hard one. I'll let you answer that one first. All right, cool. I think this one, the assumptions that people make depends on what it is that they may know about me beforehand, or like their prejudices. Mm-hmm. Prejudices. Like, yeah. if they know I was in the military, they get that assumption that I'm, like, a red hat, tap-dancing Trump idiot when I'm not. Yep. Absolutely yeah. not. And But that's something yeah. that people assume. Yeah, one of the shows I, I mentioned to you, Progressive Patriots, that I'm getting the final touches on things before we go. Okay. Uh, but so that's one thing. Another thing that people often wrongly assume, uh, me, I'm, a, I'm ambiguously brown. So brown skin, facial hair, you could be from like half of the half of the world anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. And so the one I often get, and this is one that that really bothered me. I used to go to this barber shop not too far away from where I live. I used okay. to go there for years. The same people working the chairs is a uh, a few women and a few men like the men would like change in and out but the ladies like owned and ran the shop every time i came in when after there was some kind of big news one of the first things they assumed to put it into context is they assumed that i was uh, iraqi because iraq was in the news and then later boston mm-hmm. boston bombing the guy who did it he is from uh, chechnya so he's chechen they assumed i was chechen yeah some shit happened with Iran, and they said, oh, he's, he's Persian. And so, like, I, I finally got fed up with it, and I said, in very loud and clear Spanish, do you just look at me and assume I'm a bad person? I don't, I don't get it. Anytime something bad happens, you say that I'm one of them. You say this shit about me every single time. I've been coming here for years. You could have just fucking asked me, but instead mm-hmm. you just talk shit about me because you think I don't know what you're saying. Oh, man. So yeah, that was uh, that was the last time I went to that particular barbershop. I still don't really know how to answer that one for me, but I'll just say that people just assume that I'm way too nice. 
I mean, I used to be kind of a pushover, mm. uh, but I'm not anymore. I, I've become very straightforward with people and like blunt direct. <laughs> don't, mis- don't mistake my uh, kindness for weakness. Yeah. Which is yeah, what people so. tend to do. And then obviously just people just think I'm just white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that one earlier. I mean, that's so. the only other thing I, I'm like, that's the only other one I could think of. Um, after 9-11, like, I used to get bullied at school. And I got beat up a few times. <sighs> Being ambiguously brown sucks. <laughs> you, you, I, uh, I mean... Would you like to guess? I, I, how Of all the times I've been to the airport... How many times do you think I've been randomly selected for screening? Oh, 10 out of 10. Yep. Time. Every single time. <laughs> that sucks. Every time I get I get extra screening. Like uh, I don't wow. my bags don't just go through the x-ray or whatever. They have to be hand inspected. Okay. They get searched. Yep. I Dang. my hands get checked for fucking chemical residues. Would you like to look in my butthole as well? <laughs> Jesus fucking fuck. Like, what are we doing? I want to say the worst time. I was flying to Germany, and I had a lot of layovers. One of them was in Paris. Okay. I landed in Paris. I'm still inside past the security checkpoints, walking to my okay. terminal boarding section to go to get on my plane to Germany, and I get stopped. For like to ha- to be checked, like bro, I just got off of a plane from fucking England. That's crazy. <laughs> I've been stopped and frisked oh, in New York. That was not fun. That was uh, embarrassing. Yeah. I was uh, I was in for work. Have my bag. I just carry like a duffel. It's not a big deal. I'm going mm-hmm. from my hotel. I'm walking to the nearest subway station so I could get on a train to get to the airport. And they, like, as I'm walking down, the cops are like, hey, come here. What? Me? Yeah, you, come here. I go, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I, did I, I don't know what I did. And they're like, open your bag. What the fuck? Okay, here you go. Like, it's just, like, some dirty chonies and clothes. <laughs> There's nothing in here. <laughs> and then they, like, turn out your pockets. I'm like, whoa, my God. This. So this is what it's, this is what... Stop and frisk is like, all right, fun. <clears throat> Dang, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I deal with that every single time. Yeah. I would not want to travel anymore if that happened. Ah, oh, man. Actually, I, I misspoke. I did not get stopped one time, and that was in Cleveland. Okay. So okay. that was kind of random. Like, of all places, Cleveland. But, You're expecting it, and it's like, oh, yeah, dude, it's like it's Ohio. Today. I like, <laughs> I kind of see how like the political maps are for here. So, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. all right, I I think they just in my bag I had a little thing of um pow- dry powder so you don't chafe or like whatever. And okay. like, like, they they pointed it out on the screen like, what's that? I'm like it's my foot powder. If you want to <laughs> look at it, <laughs> so they open the bag. Yeah, and it says it's. The brand that I get is called Monkey Butt. It has a baboon with a giant red ass on the label. That's awesome. Yeah, so, like, like, hey, I told you, like, it's just, like, keep me dry powder. Kind of a hairy fellow, so, you know, this humid Great Lakes area, I don't do well with it. Yep. All right, did you want to touch on this one, or do you want to move on? Either way, You can move on, because I can't, yeah. All right, so this is from the game Let's Get Real. Level 3 is the highest one. How can the people in your life support you in becoming the person you want to be? 
to me, it's plain and simple. Just accept the fact that I am who I am. It's plain and simple. That's all I really... And just, I guess, checking in with me here and there um, and actually meaning it, you know, not right. doing it because you have an ulterior motive or you want something out of it in return, um, which is usually what happens. Mm. That's too bad. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi. So I wanted to let you know that this is me cutting in a different response to the question. Um, I... As I was editing and I was listening to what I was saying, listening back to it, I came to the conclusion that I'm not ready for this to be public yet. I am going to answer the question. I'm not going to not. And the response will be adjacent to what I originally said. It just won't be as detailed. I would say what somebody could do for me to help me be the person that I want to be the first thing is patience. Uh, it takes me a bit of time. Like uh, while I may seem, you know, jovial and warm and friendly and fun-loving, that does not necessarily mean that I trust someone or that I'm comfortable with someone. So as we get over that first hurdle, it also takes some time to understand that the difficulties that I've had to endure make me think and see and behave differently. Like we talked earlier about defense mechanisms, trauma responses, survival responses, survival mechanisms, that type of stuff. I, while I like to think that I am past that kind of thing, I can't say certainly that I am because I don't know, I don't get to observe myself from outside of myself. So patience is a big key and one this actually might tie into a previous question of what do, what are things that people wrongly assume about you. Being a single man in 2023, trying to do the online bullshit, like I've noticed that a, a, a red flag, one that people hold to be, you know, true, which is not universally true, is that men with poor relationships with their mothers, that's a red flag that's a bad person that you you're that's not a good partner material person you don't you don't want to connect with that kind of person it's that makes things pretty fucking difficult when it's what it is is that it puts me into a position of having to explain why things are the way that they are and it's to me it feels like victim blaming and victim shaming like this isn't my fault I didn't fucking do anything, and it gets me a bit... I feel I'm justified in getting pretty fucking upset about it. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything. Why am I being judged negatively for it? And I know that that's not what people's intentions are. So I think patience in getting to know me and giving me a chance. And as we develop a bond, you people would get to know why things are the way they are. And so I guess that kind of mirrors the accept me for who I am kind of thing. But it's, you know, give have patience with me. It's going to take time for me to explain why things are the way they are. And but and you have to take a chance because I know that it's a red flag and I like I see the logic. Like it's just fucking hard, man. Like it this is a really difficult topic to discuss, a really difficult thing for me to bring up. And it's also a very difficult topic to bring up at the beginning of any relationship. Friend, romantic, doesn't matter. It's a really difficult topic. 
And I'm unfortunately in the negative position, but not by my own doing. So to tie things back in and try to wrap this back into the conversation as it was going. So I'm about to cut back into uh, Lily talking about like generational trauma and how people in like at least in our culture tries to we try to act like it does didn't happen or water under the bridge sweep it under the rug whatever whatever analogy you like so that's where that's what we're going to cut back into but to frame it is we've we've both had to endure pretty difficult situations to put it you know diplomatically and at what i was what we were both talking about what we were going back and forth with each other on was getting people to acknowledge what you went through which that is i think part of the patience thing is like i don't know if i'm ever i still don't know if i'm at that point yet or if i i don't think i am but i don't know and i'm trying but you know when you try it's not always you're like rocking the boat and you're causing unnecessary problems they might say <sighs> it sucks um but yeah let's cut back into us talking about um breaking generational trauma thanks i just like want to tell these people if you have not been in my shoes and experienced all the shit that I've experienced, you have no reason to talk and tell me to just get over it. I would love to see someone be in our shoes. Yeah. And go through what we did and um, just be told, tell them like, well, just get over it. In my um, resentment and my anger, I say go through half of what I went through and let me mm -hmm. see how you fucking turn out. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah. that, that type of uh, vindictive anger was difficult mm -hmm. to get, to let go of. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, then I went through the the same grieving stage that I think you said you're going through right now was mourning the loss of what could have been, of who you could have been. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. shit was fucking hard too. That took me a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely in that right now, and it just. Uh... <laughs> hurts hurts my yeah. inner child every time yeah um, of course it does and then it's crazy that a lot of people who have gone through what we have gone through you know they succumb to those yeah things, they know, perpetuate the, the abuse or they mm -hmm. become like my father being extremely uh like violently abusive yeah my mother too um or you know they end up they're in and out of jail they're on drugs this and that and one of the things I was thinking about this the other day about what my greatest accomplishment was, and it is not turning into what was done to me. And that's something that not a lot of people who have gone through what we have gone through yeah, can it, say, you know? I do know. It's, um, a real, it's a rarity, for sure. One of the things, one of my outlets for help trying to help other people break that type of generational struggle is mm -hmm. I, I correspond mostly through snail mail. Very few yeah. via email, but I correspond with people that are in prison. And just okay. try to talk. Just try to be a, a friend, a good, a good ear, good shoulder to lean on. There's one in particular mm -hmm. that she didn't tell me. She took a, it took a long time for her to finally reveal what was going on. And mm -hmm. 
so she revealed it to me. It was um, what got her busted was child pornography and child abuse, Mm. like sexual abuse of children. And so it was Mm -hmm. about that time I decided, like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Um, But she had been trying to get me to help her look through uh, court precedent or any sort of any kind of legal recourse for what she was like facing as far as uh, like punishments, given Mm. that she had a difficult history herself. But she asked me that. So I looked, I started looking into it. I found out what she did. It's like, okay, check this out. I'm not going to help you worm your fucking way out of this. You're going to accept responsibility for what you did. I'm never speaking to you again. So you're going to, you're going to fucking figure it out on your own or woman the fuck up and swallow the pill that you asked for. Yeah. And yeah. So after, I think it was like a year and a half of, um, extensions, extensions, I got a ping just cause I, I signed up on a website and it gave me alerts for her case. And I got a ping and said that she changed her plea to guilty a few weeks later. I'm like, I okay. uh, could have said, I could say something like good for you, but like, I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. That that's my the of the whole like not what um hold on let me look up these quotes I have because they're actually really poignant. Okay. <laughs> I keep them on my phone because they're really good and I don't want to fuck them up. Okay. Okay. The first one is we become one of two types of people: one, the type that perpetuates the indignities they have suffered, or two, the type they wish would have saved them when no one did. That's a good one. Yeah. And the second one is even if we make mistakes and do terrible things, we can still try to make things right. And that's what matters. Trying. I got that from uh, Newt Scamander in Secrets of Dumbledore. (laughs) Fantastic (laughs) Beast. Something that, yeah, that second one um, is something I'm trying to like work through with my mom because like I know my mom will never admit what she did was wrong my brother and I will never get an apology you know yeah but it's weird when she tries to be really like sweet and it's like a weird thing it's like I have a love hate thing with my mom it's so complicated to even put into words what I you know feel of course for her but I had to forgive her a long time ago because it's like if I, I limit my time visiting them um, to like four days max and I try not to stay in the same house as her because I am her punching bag. My mom just loves to argue for the, just I don't know what her thing is, but she loves to just freaking get into it with people. And like after a few days, her and I start bumping heads. Um, one of the biggest regrets that I have is that I have her temper and it's not something to be proud of. I hate yeah. it. I hate that I have her temper because I say some horrible, horrible things when I, you know, when that red light goes off yep. and I regret it later. So like I have to make sure I stay like at a, one of our other family members houses just so that I can stay sane because after about like day two of my time being out there she's ready to you know just start we have I guess a better relationship long distance than we ever did living in the same state vicinity household my feelings towards my mom are just weird it's so weird because it's like you did all these things to me and 
you know, I see that you're trying to be a better person now, but I'm still left with the trauma of what you did to me. So it's hard to look past that with her. I don't know. Definitely something I'm trying to work through as well um, is my whole relationship with her and how I feel about her. That's all I have. <laughs> That's all I have Sorry, to say about my, that. My ADHD just, yeah, no, it's my okay. ADHD just takes me everywhere and it's I, fine. I've just got to get these thoughts out when I have them. <laughs> Uh, so the um, the spark of this of that tangent, which I appreciate, I really want you to know that mm-hmm. um, okay. it was. So, what do people? What can they do to know that uh, or like to support me? Being who I, one of them, one of the very few things, one of the things that very few people have done is openly acknowledge what choices mm-hmm. did, and and the problems that they caused for me like uh, the majority yeah. of everyone is just trying to uh buy water under the bridge i'm like fuck that yeah i'm no you're not yeah. i'm not letting you i'm not letting you get away with it mm-hmm. but, so that was one thing that people did that was uh some years ago when that was the thing was to vocally to, to say out loud that, like i i know what did and i'm you know i'm i'm on your side yeah. Oh, I've man. gotten that from one from one person in our family so far. I'm completely um, fucking weird every time I see your mother cuz like I remember seeing her the way that she was towards you and your brother. I remember mm-hmm. how she was. Okay, so like she now yeah. she's trying to be all fucking sweet like like don't touch me. I'm sorry. I I don't yeah. No, like I remember how you were. I didn't forget. Yeah. And, and I remember how she was towards me. you. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Until she yeah. apologizes, she, at least. Yeah, but she will never understand. Um, and I can delve into that uh, later on during this, because I've learned some things about her, but it still doesn't excuse, yeah, you of know, course. Yeah. what she did. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've accepted that. I'm never going to hear her take accountability <laughs> for any of it. Um so I'm just like, all right. <laughs> you know. So I'm just gonna work through my issues with her, um, and then uh, I need to. I actually don't have a relationship with my brother right now. Uh, yeah, I noticed. Um, because I said uh, in a thing of anger, I said some very. I'm not going to repeat it, but I said some very hurtful things to my brother, and he chose not to talk to me, and I totally understand because. I was an asshole for what I said. Um, And, you know, I'm giving him a space. I don't bombard him with messages or try to call him. You know, if I go visit, I'll let him know, hey, I'm here in case he, you know, doesn't want to stop by the house. One of our cousins is kind of the mediator there (laughs) with that. Yeah. Um, So she's letting me know, like, at one point he will, you know talk to me but i'm like i will give my brother whatever space he needs yeah he'll get there when he gets what there. i did what i did he did not deserve to be told and i completely take responsibility for what i said um and it came out of i was triggered at the time i'm not trying to excuse what i did but i was very triggered when i said it and i was very angry and I let him know. I'm like, I have our mother's temper. So when I get into those states, I say some stuff that's really hurtful and that I will regret, you know, 
ten that, minutes that, later. The temper but... is common, more common than you might think. Mm -hmm. Like I had that yeah. for a long time. It took me, a, it took a lot of effort to learn how to suppress it. Yeah, I am doing my best. Yeah, well, that's really all <laughs> but, you can uh, do. Yeah. There's a parable. Uh, yeah, I uh, definitely. There's a parable. It's about a boy, a father, and his son, and the son has a very, like, a very quick and fierce temper. So mm -hmm. what the father does to try to help him channel that energy is he stands up like a piece of wood. It's like it, it's able to stand up on its own. It's really thick okay. and, and everything. And he tells his son, okay, here are these really big nails and here's a hammer. When you're really upset, I want you to take the nail and the hammer and swing it in as hard as you can. Drive the nail in as hard as you can. And you keep doing that until you cool off. And the son started, like, as he would do that, he would get, like, really tired. It's hot outside. And he's like, what? Like, why do I keep doing this? So he gets mad one day. He doesn't lose his cool. He goes to his father and he says, I'm really mad right now, but I don't want to drive any more nails into the wood. And so the father tells him, okay, now, now that you have come to this point, I want you to start pulling the nails out of the wood at your at your own pace. And he finds the work difficult because he really drove the, that shit in because he was mad. And so he's pull, he finally pulls out the last nail and he says, Dad, I pulled out the last nail. What happens now? And so he says, he walks to the wood and he says, look at the wood. This is what your anger does. And you can apologize and pull the nails out. You can try to do anything to make it better but you can't take away the hole that you made when you drove the mm -hmm. nail in out of rage that helped me learn how to control myself a lot better it's not perfect. i'm definitely going to keep that i'm definitely going to keep that in mind yeah for sure <sighs> um okay we are just over an hour here so We've gone through some really heavy topics, so I want I put some yep. light, a bit of light lightness in here, to um, try to wind down a little bit. The first one, what is your it's unpopular just, music opinion? Mine would be probably like classical music is like one of the best genres of music out there. I, I listen to uh, string and piano arrangements all the time. Mm -hmm. um, like I, would... I listen I listen to classical music all the time on my way to work on the way back. I really, I don't know, I like all kinds of music, really, so I can't, I don't know if I have an unpopular opinion or not. Alright, let me try to, uh -oh. let me see if I get your gears turning with this one. I think that Jimi Hendrix did more for that era and future generations of music than the Beatles did. Oh, 1,000%. Jimi Hendrix is exponentially more talented than the Beatles. The Beatles were... Yep. They're, they're no different than the Backstreet Boys, but at a mm -hmm. different point in time. So they get romanticized. Yeah. They're, they were a boy band. Jimi Hendrix was a fucking legend. That's a musician. He, yeah, he was really great on that guitar. Any, like, he was almost just any talented. Any guitarist worth their salt today credits Jimi Hendrix as one of their primary yeah. inspirations. That's my unpopular one, because apparently if you say the Beatles aren't that, like, they're not, they didn't do all that much. They were just kind of, like, really popular. That I don't gets really people like upset. Them. 
Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of them. There's maybe like two, three songs that I like, and that's it. Yeah. And I don't even know the names of them, but <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Just like people were really into uh, Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, I don't like uh, that. Uh, I like Corn's cover dad, of The Wall better than Pink Floyd's The Wall. Like, I always ask my dad this question because I know his five top favorite bands. And I always asked him, who do you think is better? Was it Pink Floyd or, uh, oh my God, what's the other one? Just slipped my mind. Um, hold on. Zeppelin? Yes. I'm like, Led Zeppelin or... Or Pink Floyd, and he's like Led Zeppelin all the way. Yeah, fuck yeah! Are you but kidding? Then he'll, me? Absolutely, yeah. Led Zeppelin. But it, his his like biggest uh, favorite band is the Eagles, so he'll always, you know, try to put them in there in the conversation. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I, I do that with Deftones all the time. Yep, Deftones. They're really good too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have too many unpopular opinions. Uh, I will say I've never listened to a Taylor Swift song. Like, I don't like yeah, her. I, uh, she's talentless. Uh, like, from what I understand, her early music was a lot more... She was, like, singer-songwriter. Whereas mm-hmm. now that she's more in, like, the pop sort of category, not quite the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, for me, um, I'm really into musicians who do everything. So who, like, make their own beats or musical arrangements who write their own lyrics and all of that stuff. Um, I respect those people more than artists that have everything done for them and they just add their voice to it and that's it. That's not a real talent, you know, in my opinion. That might be boomer as fuck. However. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, like this, the same way, like, I listen to a lot of underground rap or hip-hop mm-hmm. and I, I say the way I always phrase it or, or frame it is the like that underground stuff, that's hip-hop. All that yeah. fucking garbage that is floating around social media and radio hits, that's rap. That's mm-hmm. fucking horrible. I can't stand that shit. I like anything under like 2011, I'll like, but anything after that, it's like it's garbage. <laughs> As far as that genre of music Lil goes, Little Ducky Boots and uh, well, what's it of uh, f- uh, Fatty Whopper Flames? Yeah, I don't give I... a fuck who you guys are. Your music is fucking garbage. <laughs> I don't give a shit how much of a boomer you call me. I I'm still correct, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, in an ideal world, what would the next year of your life look like? So this is might be one of those everything. Yeah, like everything goes well. Everything goes according to plan what do you what do you envision for the next year um possibly being more successful with my own music making um which you are doing the intro for this by the way yes yeah i didn't mention that up top but that that intro song is yours okay well i i do need to get back into that um Let's see. Um, my cousins on my dad's side and I inherited our grandparents' land in Missouri. It's like a 40-acre plot of land, farm, wow. whatever. Um, I do hope to start my uh, housing development, like building my house maybe within that year. And just being a little more healed than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. No, the, those are all That's good. Those are, those are all good outlooks. I've been sinking, I don't want to say sinking, I've been 
giving all of my effort and my my extra effort and time to Lux Media. I started it mid 2019, so COVID year fucked things up. Uh, really yeah. picked it back up 2021. And last before it was mostly just uh, written written content, and then about a year ago, a little over a year ago, started doing the audio formats. And just recently, I started figuring out how to mix video a little bit. It's not very good, but like it gets the job done. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I just, I would like to see how far I could take this. Yeah, that's I need to get back into the music thing because. It started in 2020, and I think I stopped in 2022. Um, one of the horrible things of ADHD is that you get very hyper-focused on one thing, you give it your all, and then all of a sudden you're you're bored. It's like trying to motivate myself to get back into that is a, quite a hassle, but I know I have something there. Yeah. It's just I need to keep working on it. Yes, that actually, okay. with the music production thing... I know you have your SoundCloud, but I would definitely like to get you a spot on the page, which, now that we're in our little outro phase, that fucking mm-hmm. segue was beautiful. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> so, lvxmedia.net. The outro, the voiceover says LVX Entertainment. Both work. LVX Media is the one that like I operate with. So, lvxmedia.net, so you can find us on social media. LVX Media on TikTok should probably change it just to match contact information you can go to lvxmedia.net go to hardshell tacos and there's a text there's an email button and you can contact us there all right my favorite part parting words what's what's your for anyone and everyone listening what's the last thing you want to send send them off to the weekend with um just thank you for listening um i hope you have a very great weekend and that everything you know goes well for you guys within the following weeks months years man why does everybody on this (laughs) fucking network do positive stuff like i hope that you have a fender bender in a parking lot and it doesn't hurt anybody but it's really annoying having to get your insurance to fix it i don't mean that at all i also want you to have a good time yeah, there's some good boxing on. There's some good MMA on. Um, go to the website. You can check out B-Sides Boxing or Ultimate Fucking Casual if you want to hear more about that stuff. Um, always more on the works. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us here. Order up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. <laughs>